Jayla, hi. It's been a long time, girl. Thanks for uh, coming on JBK on air this morning. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah. Good to see you, Jimmy. Yeah, it's been, I was thinking about it today with, with it being 2022. It's been almost 10 years since we've been at Carmel. That's hard to, to accept, <laughs> you know? So I know it's crazy. Like, when did we get old? Yeah. I, I call it becoming more vintage. You know, we're glow, we're glowing up, hopefully. But um, glowing up, I like that. <laughs> um, you know, we both grew up in Carmel. Did you grow up in Carmel? I, I didn't know if you had lived there your whole life or not. Yeah, no. So my family moved there when I was in about fifth grade. Um, okay. So yeah, halfway basically grew up there. Not from like my very the very start of my childhood, but yeah, Carmel is home. Um. What, what for people that haven't been there, um, how would you describe that experience growing up? Growing up in Carmel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Carmel's a really like honestly now that like I'm I've grown up some and I've moved away and I, I go back to visit family. I love Carmel. Carmel is a very urban community. Um it is a very polished community. I think growing up I didn't always necessarily like that um, just because you know you're a black girl growing up in a predominantly white community it's obviously different and at times you kind of do feel like you stick out and you kind of want to be around more people that look like you mm -hmm. um, and you want to kind of get outside of that bubble so growing up I loved growing up in Carmel but I did try to find other opportunities to connect with people outside of the Carmel community because like I said it does kind of feel like a bubble. Yeah I mean when we grew up there uh, at least during the time that we were at the high school Barack Obama was just taking over uh, you know George Bush was uh, leaving uh, so the country was kind of changing and by the time you know I voted for Obama in his, second, his term. second term so it's, so um, it's uh... you know look back and see how much it's changed in just 10 years. Uh, is kind of crazy. And you mentioned it being um, a bubble too. How does CHTV compare to the other stations you've worked at? I mean, it's compared to other ones, it's nice for even a high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, and I'm trying to remember correctly, that was so long ago. Um, but we were exposed to a lot of like state of the art facilities, equipment, all of that at CHTV. And then when you kind of enter the real world, I mean, at Ball State, I was fortunate enough to still kind of have access to a lot of that um, top-notch equipment and, and all of that. But um, my first job was in Amarillo, Texas. And I wouldn't say that we lacked, well, we did lack resources when it came down to like manpower. Um, but it's just not always as shiny and new as kind of the stuff that we got to use at CHTV mm. or uh, even what I was exposed to at Ball State. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool that you mentioned that because it, it is much different when, you know, and it's great that they're exposing us to that and they're giving us the best of the best, but it's not always like that in the real world. Yeah, and I wore my uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan Texas uh, shirt for you today being from texas you, have you done all of your professional experiences out of texas right and one of the reasons you did that i'm very impressed with this uh you're a bilingual yes so speak yeah. english and spanish um Correct. i'll tell you in my limited experience of like having to speak spanish in a situation 
when you can't speak to somebody, you feel like you're a toddler. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. And I feel like America's slowly changing where we're all going to have to adapt and know some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I graduated, I really wanted to go somewhere where I could use it because in college I studied journalism, TCOM, and Spanish. I actually got to work in Spain for a little bit in college doing an internship there. Um, so I knew that I really didn't want to lose it. I mean, you work so hard and I've been taking Spanish for years, like I'm talking pre-K up. So I really wanted to make sure that I could stay in tune with the language, incorporated in what I was doing in my job. So I was looking for places where I could go where I'd be able to use it right away. So um, yeah. starting out in television, you obviously have to kind of start from the bottom and work your way up. The industry has changed even now, four years later, where you don't necessarily have to start as low. Um, but back then, you did have to start really, really low to kind of just get your foot in the door. So in Amarillo, Texas, that was like the smallest, one of the smallest markets, but it was in Texas. And I'd be able to use Spanish. So yeah, that's why I decided to go there and I wanted to stay in Texas. So I just kind of tried to work my way up from there. How often would you say that you use Spanish? I feel like I would have to use it all the time just to, for it to remain fresh, you know? Like use it as far as keeping yeah. my skills sharp or use it as far as just everyday coming in contact with people. I mean, for me, like I, <laughs> the, the few semesters I took Spanish by the time, you know, I was a senior, I didn't really remember a whole ton you know if you don't use it on a frequent basis I feel like you would lose some of it yeah and that's that's so true and um so I I, I have to use it frequently and honestly when I lived in El Paso Texas I was there for two years that was great it was yeah. like literally living the dream like was wholeheartedly a bilingual reporter because everybody in El Paso speaks Spanish um, in my newsroom we spoke Spanish all the time yeah. Um, and then you were even coming in contact with people frequently because we're right there on the border where you're trying to get interviews and they might not always speak English. So you would have to speak Spanish. So use it all the time in El Paso. Um, I don't use it as much here, but I do try to still be mindful of it. So I still have like a lot of really, really good friends in El Paso. So I'm talking to them all the time, whether it's FaceTime or texting them and I'll still be kind of using those Spanish skills because I'm going to need them here in a few weeks because when I'm in Beijing I'm actually going to be having to produce right. Spanish content while I'm over there which is super cool super excited about it. I've never done that um right. obviously on a deadline on assignment so it'll be cool being able to kind of incorporate those skills and and see if I still got it <laughs> <laughs> well and while you were at uh Ball State I know that you were uh, a gymnast too uh getting to cover the Olympics as a former athlete uh still get to be involved a little bit. That's kind of cool, right? Yes, like I am so excited. And so far I've had to interview like quite a few athletes leading up because we've got like our pre-Olympic coverage. So it's just kind of really cool seeing all of these athletes because I know how hard athletes work to accomplish their dreams. So it's, it's really cool to kind of see all of the work they've gotten to put in, talk to them on a personal level, um, especially having that athletic background because Sports are special. They really are. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember doing many a game with you on the sideline. Um, Carmel football is an experience for anybody that I hasn't done that. I forgot about that. Yes. You're, you were one of the best. If I had to call somebody right now, I would call you. I swear. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I honestly, I love that. And I, I literally forgot all about that. So you just brought that up. 
Yeah. Um, and I also thought of you, uh, I think it was this summer. Everything has happened so frequently. It's, it's a continuous trauma <laughs> being a journalist, but, uh, Simone Biles, she dropped out with, uh, mental health concerns. How much of that was a factor for you being an athlete? I feel like it would be a lot of pressure, even at a college level to perform in something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And maybe I'm biased because I am a gymnast, but I always like to say gymnastics is kind of in a category of its own just because it really is unlike any other sport. I mean, you have sports that are similar. I would say like ice skating and dance maybe kind of are sort of in the same category, but gymnastics is just very, very intense. Um, and everybody who you see at the high performing level, whether it's collegiate, whether it's the elite Olympic level, they've all been doing this since they were practically in diapers. Like we're talking three years old. I started when I was three years old, really probably between three and five years old, you've been dedicating your life to this sport. Um, so yeah, it does take a toll. Um, and like I said, especially when you get to that level, there's this pressure to perform. Um, I can't even begin to imagine the pressure Simone was facing mm. just because she is the best of the best and all eyes are on her. And, you know, yeah, you're the best of the best and you're confident, but you're also kind of carrying that burden of always feeling like you have to be perfect, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, it was difficult for me as a person with a disability because I advocated for handrails to the press box. It was kind of embarrassing for me to, to go to a game Friday night and have to have mom and dad get me there. I love them both, you know, but uh, as far as like just – the support system that you had for journalism, uh, gymnastics. I mean, have your parents always been behind you or were they somewhat uncomfortable with the idea of you being a journalist in this time where you were going to? See, that's one thing about my parents. And, uh, you know, just like any parents, they always give you a hard time growing up. And, you know, yeah. so especially my dad, my mom, they're always like, on me, on me, on me. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to make sure you're staying on track. But whenever it comes to my dreams and pursuing what I want, uh, they are literally always right there behind me, number one fans. Like, I've never had to question whether or not I'm going to have their support because literally any idea that I have, any dream that I have, anything that I want to do, they're always going to tell me to do it because they know that anything I put my mind to, I can do. So mm -hmm. it's been great having parents who are that supportive because I think that you know, throughout sports and then especially in the field of journalism, it's tough to do what we do sometimes without having that nudge from the people who love you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I'm a homebody and an only child at that. So it's been uh, with the pandemic, I've been training for this my whole life. You know, it's hard for me to, to leave my, uh, my home base, but I feel like your willingness to travel, that not only allowed you to grow as a person, but it makes you more attractive to other stations out there. Cause it's like, wow, she's from Indiana and she went to Texas. You know, that's, that's a, uh, that's a, tra that's a traumatizing move for anybody, especially at your age. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie Jimmy. I had a really, really hard time adjusting when I first moved. Um, yeah. And I think it just had to do with more, more so of moving away from home and family for the first time versus yeah. where I was yeah. moving. Um, it was just really, really challenging. Amarillo, Texas is really, really small, um, totally different environment than what I had experienced, you know, in Indiana and growing up. So right. it was kind of a culture shock, even though I did meet some really great people there. 
Um, and I still have some really great people there who I still keep in contact with, but it's tough making that move after college. I mean, graduating college and entering the real world is hard enough because <laughs> you're in the real world. Like the, the fun and games is over. And honestly, it's not over. I honestly like adulting more than I, I love <laughs> like high school college. Honestly, like I like having my own money. I like being able to do what I want to do not having to answer to anybody. Um, but yeah, it's tough kind of trying to maneuver and feel yeah. like, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're not, you didn't just waste your time, you know, all of those years prior oh. leading to the moment that you were in. Well, and you know, it's difficult too, because in this political climate, everybody's personal opinion is their truth. <laughs> like we studied truth, basically. Journalism is the study of truth. And when you have things so polarized, I feel like that would almost motivate me to not be in the business. Have you ever felt that way? Feeling like... Um... It's a mental challenge for me. Like, it's a stressful business to be in because you're always yeah. susceptible to other people's opinions and the reaction of other people. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, honestly, though, I think that having dealt with that and I, I moved to a city starting out um, where I think the people were a lot different than the people I was exposed to growing up, um, where I really kind of just learned, hey, I just, people are who they are. Everybody is different based off of their background, their upbringing. So I think it's easier for me to just be able to respect and accept people's opinions, regardless of if I agree with them or not personally, which of course I never disclose being a journalist. But right. I think knowing that it makes it easier to kind of just take it for what it is. Um, you really kind of can't get your emotions involved because, you know, everybody is different. And even on like the most heated topics, people feel how they feel because of what they've been exposed to. And that's just kind of where I leave it. Yeah, uh, you can't get mad at somebody's experience and how that um, affects them. Uh, looking back, we've talked about uh, some of your work at CHTV. Uh, I laughed to myself the other day that like 15-year-old Jimmy wouldn't believe where 27-year-old Jimmy is. Uh, if you could give advice to your younger self, what, what would it be? this question before and I feel like when I was asked this question before I did not have a good answer <laughs> still feel like eh, do I have a good answer um yeah no but honestly what how I answered this before is just really kind of still how I feel now I think to just enjoy the process and mm -hmm. really be present in the moment and know that what is for you is for you and just stay true to yourself and stay the course and everything will work out. I mean, you know how it is growing up. You always want to fit in. You always want to mm -hmm. have fun, do what everybody else is doing um, for most of us at least. But I think that if I could tell my younger self to just like be the one who stands out, who does things differently, who does what she wants to do that might not be what everybody else is doing, it would have served me well back then because that's kind of what I do now. And I did that sort of back then, but it, it's hard growing up. So I think that that is the advice that I give to my younger self. Yeah. Looking back, man, if I knew then what I know now, oh my God, it would have been so much better. But 
you know, when you're thrown into the fire, which is kind of what you are when, when it's CHTV, especially like opening week of football, we might have the commentators be experienced, but everybody else. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy thing about TV and why I'm so proud of you too. Like a lot of TV, you're only as good as your weakest staff member, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. true. It really is. It's a team effort every single day. Yeah. Um, and even being a multimedia journalist, I do work independently a lot on my stories, but there's so much more that goes into your stories outside of just shooting your video, writing your story, doing your interviews. I mean, like yeah. literally, for example, yesterday, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm talking to our assignment desk. I'm like, cool. Can a photographer meet me here and help me get some man on the street interviews? Okay, cool. Can you call this person and see if they can do this interview at this time? So you have so much collaboration that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. That's really kind of helping the product come together. Well, and let's go back to um, your college experience because you went to Ball State. And of course, they have the, the David Letterman School, which uh, is outstanding and awesome. I, I actually haven't been to see the facilities. Um, what was that experience like? Everybody that went to Ball State, I heard that like you didn't get to be on air until you were a junior. How competitive was it? <laughs> A junior really i'm trying to think so like on air as far as anchoring or on air as far as just like like recording. having a tape of some sort right yeah i mean it definitely is very competitive and i think what i struggled with at ball state i was an athlete and like oh. i mean being a collegiate athlete all of your time and energy goes towards that like we're talking 5 a.m workouts like mm. going straight from workouts to practice to class then leaving class, going straight to practice, then leaving practice early, going back to class, and then sometimes having to go back to finish up practice or like making up extra workouts. So there's all of this stuff that I'm doing daily. Like literally my days are like 5 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Seriously. Right. So finding time to still do like those other extracurriculars and getting involved in um, what it, it was, what was it called? Why can I not? The name of the show is escaping me and Ball State's probably going to hear this and be like, really? <laughs> but our broadcast show, it was hard. It was hard to do that because right. like, I didn't have the time or energy. So anyways, um, I did still do it. I think I was involved in our television broadcast program from like my sophomore year through senior year. Right. But a lot of the people in the program didn't know who I was because I wasn't fully immersed in it. I wasn't just in the newsroom like all the time, like I was still getting my story assignments and reporting and turning content. And it wasn't super frequently. And I'm not saying I didn't take a semester off here or there, but mm. it's sometimes harder to um, really feel like you're getting those opportunities just because you're not around as much as other people are. Mm. And those other people, of course, who are there all the time, who are dedicating all their time and, en and energy are going to get those opportunities. So that was really, really hard for me because it's like, you know, you want to be doing as much as you can, but you're not always able to do that. I did get to anchor, yeah. I think, one semester um, when I was yeah. there, but yeah. See, when, when I was at UND, you were on air within the first six weeks, and that was that was for the radio program, and they have time to fill. So that's, that's the other argument there, but um, yeah, so much of that business is about like reps and just being comfortable and you were talking about your uh gymnast experience i knew a football player and a softball player 
that teaches you time management real quick, <laughs> uh, what, what you were talking about. So uh, what, what did you learn from as far as like life from athletics? Management, you just said yeah. it. I mean, yeah. seriously, right. like, yeah. <clears throat> and, and I keep going back to my, like my Olympic experience that I'm about to, to embark on, you know, here in a few weeks, just because I really feel like I've been kind of working two full-time jobs because I'm still turning like my daily content for our newscast here, but right. I'm still also having to do content for our pre-Olympic coverage and like I'm getting days to work on that, but it really is kind of like managing two full-time jobs. And it's like, you have to be organized. You have to have time management skills, or you're going to forget about meeting dates. You're going to forget about, you know, deadlines you have coming up. So I have like one big calendar. I've got my planner. <laughs> I've got like all of my KXAN stuff written down. I've got the Olympic stuff written down and I'm just making sure that I know when I need to do everything I need to do so that I'm staying on top of it. Because if you yeah. don't stay on top of it, if you don't um, carve out that time, you're not going to get everything done. And I had to learn that several times the hard way in college. Well, and uh, if you haven't done so, Jayla, I would recommend uh, getting Apple and watching The Morning Show. That's a tremendous uh, TV program that kind of shows you the behind the scenes stuff of what goes on in a network. Um, one one issue that I dealt with in my experience so far is like you, you've talked about working as a team and, and you do, there is a cohesive unit, but at the same time, was there ever jealousy or like anything of that sort between staff members? Cause you're all trying to compete against one another too. I feel like. Yeah, I think definitely um, starting out in your, your smaller starter markets, there's always that. And I, I don't know if I would call it jealousy. It's more of just yeah. that, like really, competitive edge that can come off a little bit strong sometimes just because we are starting from the very bottom and trying to work our way up um but i would say now what i'm about four years in it's still very competitive and, and even in my newsroom my news director will be the first to tell you like he wants it to be a competitive newsroom because that's how we get better and whenever everybody's staying hungry that's when you really have people who are on their toes um but like we're all still rooting for each other. At least that's the vibe that I get. So like, it's like, okay. yeah, you might be going for that same promotion or you might want a certain opportunity that somebody else wants. But at the end of the day, I think if everybody is working hard and you know that, you know, whatever happens, happens because we've all put our best foot forth. That's just right. kind of what it is. So it's always going to be competitive. Always, always, always. But I think that the longer you do it, you kind of learn how to manage it better, especially when you're in like a good working environment. Yeah, that's that's critical. And I think and you've done a great job of this work life balance is also important. Uh, how do you detach from work when when you're not around it? What, what do you like to do? <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, the first thing first, don't check work emails. And like, that's so hard in news because it's like, there's always right. something happening. And like, when you're in news and you love it, like you always, like, it's hard not to want to be in the know. Um, but that's number one. I don't check work emails. Um, I I don't even watch our, our newscast when I'm off. Um, because, you know, you got to disconnect. So I, um, I like to spend time outdoors. I have a little puppy, not so little anymore. But um, I like to take her to the dog park, run around, we'll walk some trails. Um, 
me and my boyfriend love to brunch, love to spend time with our friends. Yeah. Um, and that's a great thing about Austin. You really have a lot of young professionals who are all kind of like grinding during the week. But then when they're off, we like to have fun. So it's good to surround yourself with people who are kind of in the same mindset as you. Um, being in the TV business, uh, is it hard for you to watch a show and not criticize it <laughs> as it's as it's playing? Like, I mean, what what shows are you into that you like and what shows are like, I can't believe this is on? <laughs> like, uh, just like stuff on Netflix? Yeah. What, what's on your list? All the time. All the time. What was I watching? Uh, what was I watching? There are some like really, really bad movies sometimes that you can watch on like Netflix or like just the, the cinematography and like because I do shoot my own video like I love watching for like that creativity that people have throughout their shows so sometimes you just kind of feel like it's a little bland and not doing it justice but one show that I will say that I love watching um, that has great cinematography like it's just all perfect um, Insecure I don't know if you've heard of that show great show but with Easter Ray oh my gosh it's just like all around fantastic like yeah. so that's that's a show that I, I definitely have watched and critiqued and it's funny because you can even pick up on those tips sometimes and incorporate it in your own work as well uh euphoria I'm excited for that this weekend um that's, uh, does that, it come back this weekend yeah the second season and uh the cinematography yes. is different on that show so yes awesome. and that's another thing because like like the business is always changing times are always changing so it's kind of cool to see how people kind of evolve and put that creativity on there. Well, and Jayla, I don't want to put down Ball State here, but you know, we're all about trying to save money. And a lot of trade schools are now introducing like TV and radio as a trade. Looking back, would you have done your education differently, knowing that there's different paths to get to where you are? I wouldn't have. And maybe that's because I'm such a by the book girl. Yeah. Um, no, I wholeheartedly wouldn't have like Ball State prepared me so much yeah. and it, it's kind of like we talked about really overwhelming sometimes graduating and stepping foot into the real world and I feel like the professors at Ball State who many of them were in the TV industry or radio industry they really kind of prepared you for what was to come um, and equipped you with the skills to connect with people throughout the industry to get you internships and things like that so I think that no, I, I would not have done things differently had I had the opportunity to. Oh, okay. Um, and one other thing that I think women deal with, especially, I mean, I've talked to other women journalists, um, the cost of being a journalist adds up because you're dealing with like hair, makeup, every, you know, clothes. Is that, how much yeah. of that is an issue? <laughs> I feel like that would be uh, on my mind all the time. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a real expense. It really is. I mean, like, and especially like being a black woman, like, it's not just like, we can't just get it. Like, I can't call up my hairstylist today and be like, hey, can I come get my hair done? Or like, even tomorrow, like, it's mm -hmm. like far in advance because typically when we're getting our hair done, most of us, it's, it's a long, expensive process. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that adds up and you always want to make sure you're looking your best. So there's that pressure there because you are investing like a lot in your appearance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like we should all be paid to keep up with our appearance regardless <laughs> if you're a reporter or an anchor. And I know a lot of the times, you know, anchors are, are getting, um, you know, money for clothing or whatever. So yeah, that uh, that's a real struggle. It really is. Do you ever get... Uh 
audience feedback in your email? I mean, are, are people what? able to reach I, you? Yeah, I have been very fortunate to where so far, and I'm going to jinx myself saying this, but so far, all of our viewers have been very, very nice to me, like personally. Like, I have, like, I can count on one hand the amount of like negative feedback that I've gotten from viewers. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. Um, but no, you, I mean, a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that I'm friends with, like you do get that negative feedback and it's tough when like you're just out here grinding, busting your butt, trying to get a product on air. And then people want to comment about your appearance, which is really none of their business in the first place. Yeah, exactly. But um, looking forward, Jayla, uh, is there a better time to be a journalist? I feel like, you know, we, we've dealt with three historical events within the last two years. Uh, as crazy as this world is, I'm kind of glad that we're still able to do it. It's a privileged job, and I'm happy to be involved, too. It's a definitely a privileged job, and it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable to kind of have this front seat to history, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you really have to kind of take a step back and think about that sometimes just because you get so caught up in just the coverage and meeting the deadlines and trying to get everything done that you need to get done. But we really do have like front row access to everything that's unfolding right now. Yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely is something that I don't take for granted. I mean, we talked about it just as far as the pressure of trying to meet expectations, but um I know that you covered a shooting in El Paso. Um, these things happen way too frequently in our country. I bet it's sometimes difficult to show up for work knowing the subject matter you're going to have to cover and the people you're going to have to talk to and the emotions you're going to have to feel. How does that, how can you talk about your experience with dealing with that? It's, I can't imagine. Yeah, that was, uh obviously the hardest thing I've ever had to, to endure thus far. Um, yeah. El Paso, I still consider El Paso seriously a second home. Like I absolutely loved El Paso. Um, it was really hard for me to leave there just because it did feel like home, but, um, that was tough. And then knowing that it came from such a hateful place, it was really hard to kind of have to put the faces with the names and you're getting the list of the victims. And then you're like, realizing like oh I talked to this victim's relative and it's it's never something that I feel like would be easy for anybody to cover just because you right. do feel those raw emotions of everyone who's there um and you're not just watching it on tv you're down there on the ground talking to people and and realizing the great loss of not only all of these families but the community well and that being your hardest moment do you have a a proudest moment yet or are you still working toward that <laughs> at this point uh, proudest moment that's a good question we'll say we're still working toward that have you wanna, seen yourself on a billboard yet I feel like that would excite me if I saw myself on a billboard or something. No, no. The most that I've seen is myself in a couple promos. That's, oh. that's pretty much it. Not, no <laughs> billboards quite yet, but who knows? Hey, working toward it. Um, exactly. We can go ahead and ask that question. Where do you see yourself in the future? What's next for JLo? What's next for JLo? Yeah. 
I think what's next for Jayla um, is I don't see myself not ever doing this. I truly do love what I do. Um, I love being able to tell stories. I love being able to be creative and kind of connect with people in ways that you wouldn't normally be able to connect with them. So I think that I see myself doing a version of this, maybe just on a different platform, whether that's network, whether that's on the anchor desk. Um, I think that I just want to really continue to reach as many people as I can reach. And I want to just keep growing and, and moving up in my career. Well, I think with technology and, and everything else, you'll have plenty of opportunities. Um, where can people follow you and, and get access to your stuff? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. It's Jayla Wash underscore underscore TV. Okay. And you can follow me on my professional Facebook as well. It's just Jayla Washington. And then if you want some little uh, more lax content, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jayla Wash TV. <laughs> Awesome. Folks, to hear this again, check out my website, jbkonair.com, and you can get the show, JBK On Air, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Until next time, folks, have a great day and a better tomorrow.